Good day. It is Patrick. It is Solid 60. How are you? It's uh, 5 in the afternoon on the 24th of January 2019. Welcome to last week's podcast. I did get a bit behind. I should change the name to last week's podcast or something like that. Last week, today. It'd be a cool kind of good news week style uh, bit of fun. That would require I the ability to throw up images and video and all sorts of cool stuff. So maybe one day. It's hard enough just doing this at the moment. Uh, I've been working a bit. It's slow, then it's fast. It's Well, it helps that we let, uh, I think, yeah, our third driver's on the bench for now. So I'm picking up a lot of his work. And that has got me tearing my hair out a bit because uh, it's not so much how much. It's not that there's a lot of work. It's just that it's all over the place. So I have to go quite a lot further than I'm used to. And so tomorrow's going to be insane. Uh, but, you know, that's what you got to do got to pay the rent we've got the bill this week for electricity is something like six hundred dollars uh it's probably because i've got the aircon on almost 24 hours it's been ridiculous today was the first day i've seen where it finally cooled down a little bit uh it wasn't 45 degrees so at least the heat wave is over for now and i can start relaxing i haven't really been to the gym or i actually went into jujitsu the other day said look you know it's time I'm leaving here. I I pussied out of actually saying I didn't want to do it anymore. I just pretended I was moving away. Because I thought, you know, what can they say to that? It's not like they've got another gym down the road in the next suburb. It's That's it. Especially now that they're alpha jiu-jitsu. They're just their own thing. So he said, oh, no, no, that's okay. I don't have any forms. So you just have to send me an email. So after all that, putting it off for months and months, I could have just sent an email, which I did that night and yet to receive a response so if i don't hear anything back in a week and it's still coming out of my account i might have to chase it up further i've got a feeling it's not going to be an easy exit but uh, i've started the process at least because it had to be done i was just throwing money away there it's bad enough with the gym that's only about 20 bucks a week and you know i do plan to get in there at some point today though i'll be watching a movie going in at 6 30 to watch glass i finally caught up on the trilogy i saw Split last night, very confusing but gripping thriller. It has the acting talents of quite a few, not big names, except for, I think, the main character. Uh, Split, I've forgotten his name. I mean, he's Professor X in the new X-Men movie. Just Googled Split. It's right there on the first. And on the right-hand side, they've got the whole IMDb little box out. It's got the director's name. God, there's 15 different production companies involved. It doesn't give me the actor's name oh wait i'll scroll down just a little james mcavoy yeah i'm not sure how i could forget that anya taylor joy is amazing as casey cook the troubled teenager that's accidentally caught up in the kidnapping by this guy with like disassociative some kind of split personality where the premise is that essentially when he's each personality he takes on the physical characteristics as well and the ultimate spoiler alert i just do that the ultimate sort of build-up is to this thing called the Beast, which wants to eat pure, no, sorry, impure women, essentially young girls who have had an easy life and not had their heart broken or any kind of struggle to get past. And I think he's saying all people that haven't sort of been beaten up by life and overcome it are impure and need to go. That's his kind of, if there's any sort of vague mission statement, the beast it's that plus getting the world to respect and fear the horde as he calls them which is all the personalities and they'd been doing well with the betty buckley 
playing Dr. Karen Fletcher, who for years has been the therapist, managed to get him a job at the zoo. I don't know why M. Night, that's his twist, I guess, in a way that uh, he always has to have one, that she finds out all this time she's been in the basement of a zoo. And uh, that's not really a big plot twist. It's just, oh, yeah, okay, that's where she was, which explains a lot of the weird cages that are down there in the labyrinth of tunnels. But it's it's not really clear where it's all going, and it keeps it tight. It's just he's got these three girls in a basement, and what's going to happen next? It's, it must have helped with the budget. I don't know what it was, but they didn't go out and about too much. It's got a score of 7.3, so of course we're going to have to look it up. I was also going to talk about Titans and The Punisher. So I've, saw, I've seen both of those series. I'm up to date. The Titans ends on a bit of a cliffhanger. It's about the most cliffhangery season one ending you can have uh, which is a little annoying but uh, overall I think it's pretty good uh, so I recommend jumping into that if you don't mind a bit of cheesy schlocky feels and to be honest some of the writing isn't amazing like in terms of the script the dialogue could have taken a bit more time honing that I think and none of the actors are big enough to have I guess felt confident enough to go yeah probably not something a real human would say some real cheesy stuff and just corny as fuck you know the visuals are good they don't hold back on the violence and the action and in the final episode batman makes an appearance though he doesn't speak which is a little annoying and it's not really batman in the mind of it's pretty obvious that it's all happening in the head of uh, robin all this stuff goes on like he it's it's happened a million times before i think in the actual series where robin tells the cops who he is i don't think robin's done that before in canon but Basically, he thinks that Batman's gone too far. He's killed pretty much anyone that was in the Arkham Asylum because the Joker killed Commissioner Gordon. That was it. He'd already lost Alfred. He'd lost, oh God, the new Robin, Jason Todd. Well, he broke his back anyway. Um, Very similar to the whole Bane thing, except this time it was the Riddler shooting Robin. And apparently he just went on a rampage and was killing everyone. So that was it. Robin was like, and this is the old Robin, Grayson, Dick Grayson. And they do that joke over and over again. Oh, okay, dick. Which, to be fair, is acknowledged. They they do hang a lampshade on it. Like, yeah, that's new. I haven't heard that before. So, fair enough. You've got it. You might as well use it. That's what people would probably do if someone still walked around with the name Dick. I don't know how many people these days do that. And there's a lot of stuff. This is like the Marvel TV universe where you just go, ooh. That would not happen at all. Like, the police are just... Jason Todd says at one point, they're either crooked or they're useless. And in that universe, yeah, that flies. They're, they're not very good at anything. So let's see. Generally, life's been good. I haven't been working out much, but I've been feeling okay. I'm so much healthier than I was two weeks ago with the cold. And, uh, yeah, other than that being a bit hot, life's uh, okay. I've been seeing both kids. I saw the king. No, what, the kid who be- could... Christ. The kid who became king. And I looked it up. There's no real trivia. It's a small little English movie. It was a bit of fun. It was very lighthearted. Not much going on on too many levels. It was just this little boy uh, who wants to... I think it was made by the same guys who did The Block. But it's a lot more toned down. It's it's very family friendly. And it was a lot of kids in the cinema. And they were having a good time. A little bit, bit loud. But in a movie like that, who cares? And Lewis seemed to have a good time. So that's the main thing. And he filled out a bunch of stuff in the book that I got him, which was uh, every page had a question. Like, what would you do if you had a million dollars? Like, all this silly stuff like that. And he'd actually filled out a lot of answers. So it was fun to go through that with him. 
And uh, yeah, I still want to get the book. It's called Dad and Me. I wandered into a Dimex or something, one of those big bookshops and forgot the title. I was like, oh, how many can there be? And looked it up on Google, forgetting what it was actually called. I just Googled like, oh, books for dads or books, dads and sons. And oh my God, that's like a whole genre. But none of them seem to fit the activity style that this book is well known for. Uh, even though it's in black and white. There's a lot of fill this out and fill that out. It's a lot of back and forth, which is what I'm after. So I may have to bite the bullet and order it as much as I don't trust Amazon. Wish worked out for me other than the quality being shit. Uh, At least the stuff seemed to turn up. So I might give them another chance. They seem to have been 10 years since I've done it. Oh God, I think it's been nearly 20 years since I've used Amazon. I think they've probably refined their delivery logistics a little bit. Oh, speaking of... Shyamalan, Shyamalan Ding Dong. Uh, he financed Glass. There's a twenty million dollar budget using his own property, so I guess he put that up against it as collateral. So he really didn't put much money into the final of this. I'll read this. It's on uh, Sci-Fi Wire, which seems like a cool site. It could be box office smash sooner rather than later, and it owes any success to its director. After a string of twisty hits, he found himself in the doghouse when his filmography took a turn for the weird, and he fell out of public favor. He was having trouble financing films after disappointments like The Last Airbender. Oh, God. I haven't seen that, but I know how bad it is. That's one I'm just going to avoid. After Earth. Oh, I didn't realize he did that. Was that the one with Will Smith? Uh, Lady in the Water. Yeah, so just some shockers. If you can't get money from studios, you have to get it from somewhere else. So the director took a step back, only to return to the top of the box office with found footage hit The Visit, which he financed entirely himself. The same happened with its follow-up split. So he finally got his groove back. Shia Milan is looking to replicate the success of these two indie gambles by continuing to use his own property as collateral. That's the word I was looking for, for the split sequel, Glass. So it was in the news that Shia Milan was financing his third feature in a row was supplemented with personal detail. The director supplied the $20 million budget for the film through the earnings of his other two self-funded projects and through using collateral on his Pennsylvania estate in order to continue maintaining creative control put his own home on the line that's guts it's true even though reviews haven't been spectacular yeah so I'm not expecting like it to change my life but it should be a bit of fun it's reportedly a negative pickup for both Universal and BVI that means the studio agreed to pay a fee to the director upon the delivery of the film but since Shyamalan wasn't since he wasn't supplying the full budget, if he spent too much, he'd get to a point where even the fee wouldn't cover his expenses. Taking gamble after gamble has paid off so much that he's been able to double down on his investments and use the film to pay for its sequel. But knowing that Shy Milan has that extra bit of skin in the game, his own home, his own reputation, certainly made his successes that much sweeter to watch for fans. Cool, cool, and then they've got a list of which ones should get a sequel. I haven't seen Lady in the Water or The Visit, but The Village could be interesting. If they bore bust out into the real world, um, I mean, they're in their own little world thinking it's like the 15th century or whatever, and uh, really they're just to the left of a highway. That's that big reveal spoiled for you. <laughs> I can't spoil the visit. Uh, he's got to have a twist in all of them. I guess that's just his thing. Signs was awful, so they can't do a sequel to that. Sixth Sense actually wasn't bad. That was his real breakout hit. Uh, maybe now that Joel Haley Osmond has grown up, they can have some fun with it. He could play the Bruce Willis role somehow. He could... It'd be kind of sad that he dies, but hey, he's old enough. It won't be too dark. So, Glass Shutter's top spot with $47 million. So that's good. I like what he's... The whole ethos behind it is just doing what he wants to do. 
hasn't given up. That's like the whole Kevin Smith thing. Just go and do it. If they're not going to give you the money, do it yourself. So, well done. I'll click on movies because there might be some cool news. I know they've started shooting a new Ghostbusters film. That's not Ivan Reitman, but his son. And I don't know the story yet. Very clickbait-looking title there for an article. Playing Shazam has changed Zachary Levi's life, and he's so freaking pumped. Yeah, really? What does that even mean? Netflix IO's Poisoned Earth is a real possibility. Uh, I nearly started watching that. It's definitely on my must-see. I started watching it, so it would be in the recent currently watching category on Netflix, so I would definitely came upon it searching for uh god what was it split i think it just popped up and i'm like i do need to see that at some point so uh yeah just give me the sci-fi give me all the sci-fi to movies amazon delivery robots begin cruising washington sidewalks how are they not just getting picked up washington isn't exactly known for its low crime rate so if that works out then good for them we'll see a lot more of it spreading around the world and maybe less delivery jobs for people but hey that's progress uh, but anyway, let's go back to talking about uh, Split. It was a fun film. I'll give it a six and a half. It was cool, but there was too many things. Like whenever they've got uh, strung out, emotional teenagers trapped by someone, they always make the most stupid decisions and it just drives me nuts. So that was one thing that was a bit hard for me to put up with. But otherwise, yeah, already forgotten his name. James McAvoy. Christ. Something about me and names while recording, they just disappear. But, uh, yeah, he really made it. Like, when he has to jump in and out of the personalities in the same scene, it's just tour de force. So, the first one, I'm not going to screen these, I'm just going to go straight through them. The inspiration for Billy... No, wait. Billy Milligan is the inspiration. He was charged with three rapes, was the first person diagnosed with multiple personality disorder to use an insanity defense by reason of the disorder and also the first to be acquitted he had 24 personalities same as the film consisting of 10 desirables i'm not going to read all those names 13 undesirables and um and the teacher a fusion of all of the other personalities christ that's hard to keep up with they didn't go through all of the 24 of them with split but there was a cool sequence where one of the girls finds his computer and starts playing video diaries that each character, uh, each personality was making. And that was, it was, it was fun to see the range that this guy has. Quinn Phoenix and the production couldn't reach an agreement James McAvoy was cast. Yeah, he would have been good uh, if I could think of anyone else that could maybe play this. He's up there. Shyamalan started, stated that shooting this film was the most challenging of his career. Mm, I can believe that. He hired Mike Gliagialakis, the cinematographer, after seeing his work on It Follows. Oh yeah, that was a scary movie. Fifth Shyamalan movie to gross more than $100 million, so obviously it did very well for him. James McAvoy broke his knuckle while filming on location in Philadelphia. He continued to perform for three days before letting on that he was injured and finally sought attention at a local uh, hospital. As a result, he was forced to work with an injury on the set of Atomic Blonde as well. Oh, that's why he had that cast. That's right. And then they just made it part of that story. Christ, yeah, I forgot about that. What a fucking... That is just... He's up there with Shia LaBeouf and Fury. I don't know if he's a method actor, but... He's definitely a legit one. Kevin's computer, there are QuickTime files of his personalities. The one in the bottom right corner is Mr. Pritchard. This is a reference to the character Lionel Pritchard from Signs. Okay, fair enough. 
The movie takes place in uh, his hometown of Philadelphia. His Philly stickers can be seen stuck to objects throughout the film. That's, uh, yeah, obviously his hometown, so he's going to have some loyalty there. Sterling K. Brown played Professor Shaw. Though his part was completely cut, he's in some deleted scenes. Who's Sterling K. Brown? He's a black dude from... He was in Black Panther. He's a good-looking dude. I've seen him in something. I guess it was Black Panther. And Predator. Oh, okay, yeah, he's he's like the main bad guy in Predator, the the new one. The TV news anchor is played by Uki Washington, the actual news anchor for KW KYW, which is the uh, Philadelphia State. I thought he looked. I've seen him in actual news clips. I'm a bit confused by that. Doctor Fletcher is the doctor of Leonard Zelig of Woody Allen movie Zelig. Okay, so that's. Every name in a movie you can basically trace to some other name somewhere else. They don't just throw names out because they sound cool. It's all very uh, incestuous. Haley Lou and Jessica Sula. Oh, so wonder where's she from? Marcia. She's like the. Uh, she was like half Mexican or something. I couldn't quite tell. She was born in uh, Wales. Okay, because she's got her accent down pat. Obviously, they won't have any real bio information. But yeah, she's interesting. Hope to see more of her. Uh, she doesn't uh, do too much in that film. Writer, actor M. Knight cast James after a chance meeting with him at Comic Con, where McAvoy had recently completed X Men and his hair was still little more than sculpt stubble. During the course of the conversation, M. Knight began to realise he'd found his leading man and he would be bald, have no makeup, and look just like McAvoy. That is, that's, that's why I'm here. Shit like that. It's those weird little completely serendipitous moments that create an entire world. Director M. Knight appears in the movie at Jai, the fast food loving concierge, where Dr. Fletcher works. They watch the security cameras after Barry leaves the building. She's the one where she's uh, telling him he's put on a bit of weight. How did I not even know? I feel a bit stupid. Because they did that thing where they kind of linger on him. He gets more of a scene than you would expect for just a random bit part. So you're like, what's with the... The extra... Like, they're milking more out of this scene than they should be. Huh. Okay. Well, I feel like an idiot. I'll have to look for him in the in Split, but I don't think... Because he had such an obvious character in this movie, I don't know how they're going to put him into... Uh, the one I'm watching tonight, Glass. They'll probably find a way, though. That's his thing. He's in all of them, somewhere. There's a few spoiler ones. Huh, a bit late for that. He originally wrote Kevin for Unbreakable, but decided to do a separate film. 15 years later... And then, what, two years after that sequel, there's a third who's on fire. A young Kevin Wendell Crumb and his abusive mother are speculated to be seen briefly in Unbreakable. A scene at the stadium in which David Dunn brushes past his mother and Kevin and senses child abuse just before he confronts the drug dealer thereafter. In this movie, you learn that Kevin himself is a victim of child abuse with his mother being the abuser. It doesn't imply it's more than violence... But yeah, she's pretty scary. There's one brief flashback and it's like, damn, no wonder. You also learn that his father left on a train. Whether he left on the same train that crashes at the beginning of Unbreakable is ambiguous. Yeah, why not? That uh, would make sense. In Kevin's final scene, as the camera tilts up, the music playing is the beginning of the theme to Unbreakable Visions. As it switches to the diner where Bruce Willis is sitting, the iconic theme of his character is heard. Not only does this reveal that Unbreakable and Split occur in the same universe, it also hints that Kevin may not be just a madman. If David Dunn is considered to be a real-life superhero, then this would make Kevin transforming into the Beast a supervillain. Well, obviously. 
One thing, and I don't know if it'll be revealed here, is there's a scene where the girl, not rescued, she rescued herself, to be honest, but she's let out of the cage by someone that works for the zoo, and then the police are there, and she's sitting in the back of the cop car, and a cop comes over and is like, yeah, your uncle's here. And she just looks at the cop. She's like, holy sh... There's so much going on in those. It's just this glance from the cop and then a stare. It's pretty intense. And it's like, so what's she going to do? Is she going to go home with him and fuck him up like she's had enough of his shit? Or is she going to actually say something to the cops? Like, look, this dude has been messing me up since I was like, what, four, five? I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to tell. That's as far back as the flashbacks go. And it's pretty gross. There's no obvious actual abuse shown, thankfully. But uh, it's all very, very creepy. And you just want that guy to get thrown in a wood chipper. So, yeah, I, I wanted some denouement there. I mean, it's all kind of left in the air. Like, oh, she'll take care of him, which is fine. you got to leave something to the imagination. But personally, I like it all wrapped up, uh, tied up in a bow. So maybe that'll happen in the next one, though. Karen said it doesn't get referenced at all. There's not even a throwaway line like, yeah, fuck that guy up. So that's disappointing. On Twitter, he announced, uh, yeah, obviously, they're all reprising their roles for the next one that's not much of a that's not trivia that should be deleting I'm gonna no I can't you should be able to downvert stuff the last time Barry visited uh, Fletcher you can see how he opened the front door using the washcloth and then putting it in his pocket showing that it had been Dennis all along pretending to be Barry Uh, the movie poster that shows cracked glass is similar to the poster for Unbreakable it alludes that they're in the same universe I mean, sometimes that stuff goes over my head. I mean, that's pretty obvious. But at the beginning of Split, all the title cards that came up, like the name itself, Split, all the actors, they were all sort of shown once. And then suddenly that was split into like 24 screens, showing the same thing, the name or whatever it was that was popping up. And I was like, well, that's an interesting choice to go with. I guess it's cute. Totally over my head that obviously it's mirroring the 24 personalities of the main character they did it at the end again uh, with the credits going up in 24 different little screens and then it finally (laughs) smashed through to my barely working brain it's alright yeah I see what they did there that's clever ah dear the words Mr. Glass are the last words spoken in both this film and Unbreakable well that's pretty cool in order to prevent leaks it was uh, not included the final scene was not in the shooting script during filming uh, he was told that he'd been created for Unbreakable Elijah Price's mother describes a long-fingered creature in Unbreakable, the massive mane of of hair as the soldier villain who fights the hero with his hands, just before inadvertently describing her own son, the arch-villain who battles with the hero with his mind. That sounds like the beast in this film. This is likely indicating that David Dunn has now found his physical match with the Horde, while his arch-enemy Elijah is still plotting from behind bars. He's got to get out, obviously, in the last film i don't know if there will be any more because this film and break all produced by different studios he had to get permission from disney for david's cameo in the final scene obviously he got it again now for glass the forest shotgun scene is very reminiscent of the kitchen gun scene in unbreakable at least one of the lines is an exact quote oh man this guy is a film nerd at least about his own films only nine of his 24 personalities are shown throughout the movie yeah that's a little disappointing but i guess you know it would have been too hard to keep track otherwise Hedwig tells Casey he has a CD player and says I love Kanye West uh, Kanye West references 
M. Night Shyamalan's previous movie within the same universe. Uh, Unbreakable in your song Through the Wire in the line Unbreakable what you thought they called me Mr. Glass. Well, you know, in this film universe, obviously you can't reference. You just got to delete that stuff out of existence in your head. You can't let that get to you. The flower is a Protea pincushion. It was named after the Greek god. That's the flower in the bathroom. Proteus is the name of that god. Uh, Proteus had the ability to change his shape and form at will. Well, that's freaking... Talk about details. The dialogue about the beasts contains a lot of language that overlap exactly with dialogue about Mr. Glass. Characters in both films use the words extraordinary and human evolution to describe themselves and often say the world will understand now. The description of the beast given by Dennis also matches the description of the soldier villain described by Elijah's mother. The colour pattern of the wardrobe also corresponds to the colour pattern in Unbreakable. Yeah, purple for villains. Dennis pretending to be Barry wears a purple coat. A green for heroes. So Dr. Fletcher, yeah, she's got the green scarf. David Dunn has the green raincoat. And Casey's white shirt is ripped by the beast. It reveals a green undershirt. Yeah, she has a lot of shirts. Uh, which is kind of, there's a whole point to that. So it's quite clever how that works out. Because uh, one of the personalities, I think it's Dennis, is a little bit creepily turned on by teenagers dancing with their clothes off. And he's also OCD, which he uses as an excuse for them to get, well, you've got that jumper a bit dirty, better come off, got those pants dirty, they're coming off. By the end of the movie, <laughs> uh, the two other girls are basically in their underwear. And uh, it's only the main girl that, is still wearing anything because she was basically wearing six layers of clothes and in he was trapped by his logic of like well i can't tell her that's also dirty because it just it's pretty funny uh but it's kind of dark as well when you find out why she wears so much uh like superhero david dunn casey cook's first and last names begin with the same letter much like peter parker bruce banner matt murdoch reed richards lois lane lex luther etc jesus i didn't realize that was such a thing there you go if i ever have a main character in a fictional universe they will definitely have to have uh, an alliterative name oh, yeah, there's a scene with at the end of the movie it shows 23 different toothbrushes and similarly the closing credits are tiled and appear 24 times tiled that's what i should have said there are clues to where the girls are being kept and kevin's employment their abduction took place at the king of prussia mall there is a zoo near the mall with an underground maintenance area large enough for the abductions to go undetected the reverse animal statu- statues in several scenes Hedwig's room contains animal drawings with their names. The rock wall in the locked room uh, is consistent with walls used in zoo enclosures. And there was mention of a school field trip to Kevin's place of work. Kevin has a variety of clothing, presumably from the lost and found at the zoo. Dr. Fletcher mentioned that the beast was formed because of your time in this place, the zoo. That all makes sense now. I suppose he just had, he couldn't think of anything else to keep hidden. Um, so why not go with that? doesn't affect the plot much but yeah it's kind of a cool little thing to find out when dennis as barry is walking down the staircase the camera focuses on the stained glass window on the ceiling if you count each piece they add up to 24 christ this guy does not uh have any peers i don't think i think he's got to be right up there with directors that nuts about detail Japanese moviegoers were upset to find out he'd spoiled the movie himself when he announced the sequel on his Twitter as the movie wouldn't open in the country till May. Yeah, that's not that much of a spoiler. I guess then you know the guy's going to live, but you know we know that with Spider-Man and Infinity War, where which apparently 
the new Spider-Man home fucking amazing trailer though I'll have to watch that again uh, but basically that's set very much at the beginning and the end of Infinity War so that's cool that means that basically most of the events in the Infinity War in the Christ okay I get it uh, I've got to turn off I didn't realise Chrome on the laptop was set up to notify me of everything I'll have to turn that off before the next episode Yes, alright, look, I'm going to have to go and shut down Chrome. Because that is just being ridiculous. There we go, that is now closed. Okay, so, the Infinity War, because of all the time travel, basically, I think what's going to happen is, in the real world, none of it happened in the movie universe. So it'll be like, all those planes that crashed, and all the ridiculousness that went on with the snap, it's just going to have, like, get reversed, essentially. So, that's, I guess, good, though I hate that there's no consequences. Though I suppose the people that end up going through time will... The people that we care about most, there will definitely be consequences. So it all sort of still counts. In both Unbreakable and Split, there's a child that points a gun at their family member. In both cases, they do not shoot. So I should have seen Unbreakable again. I haven't seen that since it came out. But um, it's okay, I get the idea. Played Professor X. His son in the comics, Legion, is a mutant with a disassociative identity disorder. Legion has his own on-screen debut. The very same year Split had a wide release. Well, there's some uh, weird parallels. Another easy way to guess this is the sequel is the background score is the same as in this movie's soundtrack at the end of the movie. Yeah, but by that point, you've figured it out anyway. I mean, a minute later, there he is. Factual errors, maybe? There'll be no alarm if you open a passenger door of a car with the keys in the keyhole. See? That's pretty boring. When she's loading the shotgun, it breaks over and loads from the breach. This makes it a single shot, but later on, she's holding the gun and cocks it by pumping it. A breech loader only has a capacity of one shell per barrel. Yeah, I'm not a gun guy, but even I was a bit confused by that. It looked like she's... This is the shotgun at the end in the zoo, because that's the only one that gets shot. It was hard to keep up with what was going on there. It just turned into a movie gun. When uh, she's giving her speech through Skype, that's Dr. Fletcher, you can see her being projected onto a large screen. The video is completely synchronized with the small image on the bottom right. It should be delayed. Well, that's a pretty boring... You can sort of get away with a few things like that. I prefer it if they don't, if they keep it all as realistic as possible, but you've got to give a few... You've got to be kind of reasonable here. In the close-up shot of her degree scroll, the School of uh, Political Science is misspelled as political science-ness. It's a total fucking mess. Okay, so there's some spelling mistakes. Not a big deal. It's it's like you have to pause the DVD, I think, to see that one. So I think I'm just going to jump down a plot hole. That was more interesting. She knew Kevin's full name would bring him to light and even had the wherewithal to write a note. It did not say it to save her own life. Had he grabbed her by the neck or covered her mouth, she would have been prevented from talking. But she was slowly squeezed in her midsection and had no reason not to speak. Yeah, that's kind of true. That kind of bothers me now. I did not uh, pick up on that. But, Jesus Christ. She was kind of barely able to see and still drugged from uh, whatever that weird spray was, which I'm sure is a completely fictional thing. You can just spray it in someone's general direction and they're knocked out for an hour or two. Maybe she lost her ability, just it hadn't quite come back yet. Casey would not have been put in a police car after suffering such a severe leg wound. Uh, She would have been transported directly to the hospital and a full examination would have been uh, taken. Yeah, 
Yeah, that uh, makes sense. I mean, she was with this guy for how many days? They would want to do a rape kit. So I suppose you could just say, no, he didn't do that. But yeah, that stuff bothers me when, when the law enforcement type side of things gets... That's what bothers me about the Marvel Universe to a degree. I mean, story's got to take charge, but come on. I want to be able to believe that world is, is uh, somewhat the same one I'm in. I know it's not all there, but least vaguely based in a similar world so that's it that's split had a good time hopefully i'll have just as much fun in half an hour with glass i'm tempted to go through titans but i might leave that for the next one because i've run out of time i will mention the forza thing i, I talked about it on banana split but forza horizon 4 they had to remove two dancer motes because they're worried about getting sued just like fortnite and I was thinking, why are there dance emotes in a driving game? It's got a picture here of the titles. Not, it's, it's one of the screens where you pick the emote for your driver. And it's just got this guy in a suit dancing wearing a... Uh, looks like it's some kind of crown. It's just fucking stupid. I mean, I guess if you don't want to bother with that side of it, you can just drive. But So whatever. But I, Come on. It just it feels like tacked on bullshit to me. So yeah, I'm going to be angry about that. Not no, like, draw blood way, but just, like, come on. Who gives a shit? I should not be there. Yeah, I'll have to wrap it up here. It's 40-something minutes anyway, so that's cool. It's been a week. I hope you have a good week, too. I'll be back in, hopefully, just a few days, because the next one is due soon. And, uh, yeah, you'll hear all about Titans, at least the trivia, because I had a good good time with it. There was an episode where it's... I can't remember his name, he's like Hawk or something. He's like a guy dresses up as a bird. His little brother did the same with him. Eventually gets replaced by his uh, girlfriend, who's also got a relationship with Robin. It's very confusing. But his whole backstory, uh, he's a bit of a jerk when you first see him, but when you see his uh, backstory, it's it's kind of cool. It's it's like getting back, it almost feels like a Daredevil style, back to basics type thing. And it really, it's just story, arc, story, arc, story, arc, then bam, just out of nowhere, uh, it feels like this one-shot type thing that is only vaguely related to the main story arc. So, like, yeah, it sort of goes left when you expect it to zag, it zigs, and things like that. So sometimes it can, yeah, it can surprise you. Though, yeah, I'm not happy about the cliffhanger, but that's the nature of the beast. No pun intended. Uh, but, yeah, for now, that's Solid 60. Have a week. <laughs>